This is Influence Her. I'm Megan Baker. Our guest this episode is Kim Siciliano. She is the executive director of the YWCA Northeastern New York. Kim, it is certainly a pleasure for joining us. You are no stranger to the YWCA, but this is a new role for you. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell us what you do in this capacity? Sure. Thank you for having me, first of all. Um, the YWCA Northeastern New York is located in Schenectady um, and in the beautiful Stockade area. Uh, and I walked in there in 2000, uh, really seeing what the YW was. The building is gorgeous. It's going to be 90 years old next year. And having the opportunity to be in a lot of different roles. My current role as executive director allows me to basically oversee all operations at the YW, which is fabulous after being there for so many years. Um, to be able to kind of work with all of the team members, of which there are over 80 staff members, and we are running three core programs at this time. How important are these services to women in the Capital Region? Based on the response we get when someone walks in the front door, they're critical. Um, we provide crisis intervention, many times clients coming in with no more than a garbage bag full of stuff. We're so that we're just basically helping them rebuild their lives from, from nothing. Um, and that, that to me is why I do the work that I do, why we um, have to stay open, why it's critical that our work exists. Um, when we get a call on our hotline uh, regarding somebody who's trying to get to safety um, and our team is able to bring them into our shelter safely, that's an amazing opportunity and feeling and community work and community effort that we provide. Did you ever think when you were a young girl yourself uh, that you would be in this role? That's really interesting that you asked that because my history comes through the YMCA. I went to a YMCA called Camp Siwakamano and the YMCA in Kingston, New York, which is where I'm from, and uh, started there as a five-year-old camper and grew up through the YMCA. Now the YMCA and the YWCA are not combined. They're, they've never been brother and sister organizations. Um, Which a lot of people have always assume yeah. that they, they are like, oh, that's the sister organization. So we've, we are two completely separate organizations. Um, and so when I applied for the job at the YWCA, I thought, oh, it will be like working at the YM. It's so different. There's a lot of advocacy going on. You go down to the Capitol and talk to politicians. It's a lot more social activism. Um, whereas YM really now is more of a, or they definitely do childcare and they definitely have um, a fitness component, swimming and working out. Um, and they do a lot of housing for men. So how does it make you feel knowing that YWCA has had such an impact on the community? Well, I think first of all, you feel blessed because you look at your own life and say, wow, I have not had a lot of these tragedies. I've had some of my own, but when somebody comes in and that perseverance and that resilience keeps them going, no matter what the odds, I feel like, first of all, I'm blessed to work with such a strong team. I'm personally blessed in my life and that I also have been able to support women, which is what I've always wanted to do, even as a young girl wanting to, you know, be on the basketball team, coach girls basketball, work at the YMCA teaching gymnastics or swim lessons, working in the after school program to really show young girls that they too have opportunities available to them. So I think it empowers me to be able to empower others. 
That's really important too, because when you look at um, you know women who are maybe just entering the workforce, mm -hmm. what is one piece of advice that you could offer them when they're really contemplating getting into a field such as what you're in of, of helping other women? I would say be real, be honest. Don't don't put on airs. Don't act as if you know more than they do. Always be real and and open and you're learning alongside anyone that you're you're interacting with it's never just you're teaching others and supporting others they're doing it right back especially in the nonprofit world where you walk out of a situation where you think well I just really helped that person and then you you contemplate and you reflect and you say but I just learned seven new things mm -hmm. and so it's always about giving back but then being real you don't want to be fake you don't want to put on a show it has to be that you're there because honesty is, is the best opportunity for you to connect with another human being. Raising money is also a necessity for nonprofits. Absolutely. You are facing a challenge, mm -hmm. a $25 million capital campaign. Yes. Why don't you tell us about that a little bit? So the capital project uh, became a dream about a year and a half ago when we were really considering the options we had of either staying at the YW location or potentially selling that and moving to another loca location. And we brought in a number of experts in the field who really helped us assess the situation um, and wound up working with a great developer group from the city, uh, Xenolith, and they really have opened our eyes to the opportunities at the 44 Washington Avenue location. And we're currently looking at putting a new building behind our current existing building um, to house an additional 52 women. Um, and then also doing a historic reuse of the, the, the current building because it's 90 years old next year, so it has a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, and then maintaining 42 studio apartments there uh, and increasing our early learning program and expanding our office space because we've gotten a number of grant opportunities and we have run out of space for staff, if you can believe that. Um, but those opportunities um, haven't been easy to either find or to continue the work in getting them to come to fruition uh, because it's constant movement of all of the parts. The board is part of that conversation. Obviously, we have 20 women who are fabulous who work with us um, uh, effortlessly to make sure that we are kind of going in the right direction. Um, as I said, the developer, Xenolith, uh, they're fabulous in, in keeping in mind our mission of eliminating racism and empowering women and promoting peace, justice, and dignity for all. But then they're also keeping in mind the fact that we're a business right. and finances need to be aligned in order for us to continue moving forward with our dream. So you're going back to your position as executive director, you've been with the organization for 19 years. Mm -hmm. um, how different is it having a leadership role and what's one piece of advice that you could offer someone looking to enter into that? Always make sure that there are smarter people in the room than you. I think that's key. And sometimes it's hard to accept that as well because you, being the leader and the person that's in charge and the executive director, you want to make it feel like you're all knowing. Um, but then the opportunity avails itself when you have a great administrative team and a great management team sitting around the table. And if you don't you know, utilize their knowledge and expertise, you're missing out a whole nother line of opportunity for the agency. So I think it's always knowing 
to listen and also to realize you may not be the smartest person in the room and that is okay and you have to get right with that. You have three sons. I do. And a husband at home. I do. So are they as passionate about helping others as you are? They, it's very interesting. My sons are 17, 15, and 9. Um, and over the years, they've been at the YW for many of our events, so especially our Christmas event, the Seroptimist group, which is a group of ladies who go out into the community and support other women. They throw a holiday party for our ladies. And so my sons, Nick, Nate, and Nevin, will come and sing to the ladies at that event. We'll do Christmas carols. Um, they've been at our Take Back the Night March. They've done community service raking leaves. So they are supportive, passionate. My oldest son has done a domestic violence report in school when he was asked to do a report. So I, I, I would say they are. I mean, they're typical teenage boys. So <laughs> sports and, and at this point, girls are much more interesting, but they have been really great supports. And my husband, Peter, has been wonderful. I have a preteen, so I, I get that. I understand. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so next um, is, is what we call Baker's Dozen, which is 13 rapid fire questions that we ask and you give us one to two word answers. Okay? I'm ready. You ready for I'm this? ready. <laughs> All right. So th here goes the first one. Describe yourself in two words. Impatient and a leader. What compliment do you hear the most? Um, I'm very direct. What would be your own quote to give to the next generation of leaders? My own quote. Uh, I guess that goes between or beyond one or two words, but love what you do. That's very important. Uh, what supply in your house is running low right now? <laughs> what isn't running low with three boys? Food. <laughs> I bet your budget is huge. Yes. <laughs> If a movie was made about your life, uh, what genre would it be? Um, it would be a comedy. Three wishes. What would be the first you would want granted? All college expenses taken care of for my children. <laughs> I agree to that one. Amen. So that would be my first. And, and that's purely selfish, but that the YW is also financially stable for however long it continues to exist, which we hope is, you know, indefinite. That's a very unselfish yes. wish. If you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? Well, college would come first. But I would certainly support many of our local area agencies who are doing you know, God's work basically in the community, um, take care of my kids, uh, pay off my mortgage, uh, and you know, still work at the YW because that, that's never going to go away. That passion is always there for me. What is your biggest pet peeve? Ooh, um, not following through. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Do it. It's a fall, crisp day. Apple orchard or pumpkin patch? Which would you prefer? Um, apple orchard and football. I love my, all my kids play football. <laughs> so I'm changing the answer. <laughs> Go to snack. Ooh, chocolate. Dark chocolate. This next question is from Dorinda on the Housewives of New York. What is the next fabulous adventure you have for yourself in your life? Um, climbing the 46 peaks. We are working on that with my family. That We are going to do that next year. That's a great answer. And this one comes from Christy Gustafson Barletti uh, from the Times Union. Okay. If you could be any kind of tree, what would it be? I would be a, oh goodness. It would be a pine tree because you know what? They never lose their needles. So they're always sharp as a tack. 
Last but not least. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the next guest, you have an opportunity to ask our next guest the next question. I okay. can't tell you who that is going to be. So okay. what is your question? Will that person be a for-profit? Are they working in a business, I'm assuming? Yes. So what if your business had to be a nonprofit business? How would you make that work? How would you create the funding source for that? That is a fabulous question. Thank you so much. It has certainly been a pleasure to speak with you, get to know you on a personal level, Kim. We certainly wish you continued success. Good luck towards that capital campaign of $25 million. That's no small feat. And uh, we hope to see you very soon. Thank you for being a guest here on Influence Her. Thank you so much, Megan. It was a pleasure. Thank you.